In the vernacular of quality time, nothing says I love you like full, undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, and all chores and tasks on standby. It makes your significant other feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Quality time also means sharing quality conversation and quality activities. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. We are in our fourth week of our Relationships Month, and this week we will talk about the fourth love language, which is quality time. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. For me, recording this podcast with you is total quality time. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I will do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I'll be playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, We hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. Our monthly challenge for November is focused on relationships. That can mean with your significant other or spouse, and also relationships with friends, family, coworkers. Jenny and I are interested to see if there are some habits that we can incorporate into our lives that will help to improve the quality of our relationships with the people around us. To help us focus on this, we are reading the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, and we have chosen to assign one of the five love languages to each of the five weeks in November to help us shape our challenge. As a result, our challenge will be a bit different in November, although it will be centered around relationships. Each week, it will rotate to a different habit to help us explore each of the five love languages. To recap, the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Gary Chapman explains that each person has one of these love languages as their primary love language, and when it's used to speak to them, it fills up their love tank and makes them feel amazing. Last week, we focused on receiving gifts and challenged each other and you to give someone a gift every day for seven days. So this could be very small gifts. It didn't have to be anything fancy or extravagant, just something that showed the receiver that you care. So Jenny, how'd this go for you? It went really well for me. I enjoyed this. And I think that this is one that um, comes a little bit naturally for me because I, I, I do see the gray line, kind of gray blurred lines with this one and the acts of service. Um, so I find a lot of the gifts that I give kind of blur that line. But I had fun. I um, a couple of times brought food for colleagues and I enjoy doing that, um, sharing some things with friends, um, bringing a coffee. And then another one that was really fun was I happened to be out just um, running a couple of errands at lunch and I saw, do you remember Shrinky Dinks? Yes, I totally do. Okay. So Shrinky Dinks, they're those things you color, you put them in the oven for maybe people who don't remember. Um, It's like, I want to say like almost like acetate, like a clear plastic and you, there's a picture on it or you can draw one on and you color, you put it in the oven, it shrinks down to say half of the size and you can make a keychain or anything with it. Um, and it was something that my son had saw and he thought was so cool. Um, so I ended up picking up a kit for him and brought it home as a little surprise treat for him. And that was really fun. So it was, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It made me feel good to share things with other people. Um, but definitely, I mean, other than that one, that was a tangible 
good. Yeah. A lot of it was kind of more of a service or sharing. Something. As we've talked about, there's that blurred line between acts of service and, and giving and receiving gifts. Yes. So that's interesting that um, the things that you were drawn to were more acts of service, which kind of makes sense for your personality and your love language. For sure. For sure. How'd it go for you? Um, at the beginning, I found it a little bit tough. And I think it's sort of based on what we predicted last week. I think that gifts are lovely, but sometimes especially if it's sort of contrived, like here's Christmas, here's your birthday, and you're required to give a gift. It feels like a chore to me. So yeah. there's really something cool about doing it spur of the moment or doing it when it's unexpected. And that's what I found this week when I did that, then it made me feel good. It was cool. So John forgot his phone one day and I dropped it off for him at work. And when I did, I also brought him a coffee and he was kind of pumped about this unexpected little like, hey, here's a coffee. Um, that's nice. It was one of our niece's birthdays this past week. And um she, I had fun finding the books that I know she likes and it was fun to watch her open them and she really loved them. So there's something about watching Aww. somebody open something, you know, they really love. So that yeah. was fun. It was a nice feeling. That's such a good feeling when you get some a gift for someone that you know is like so perfect. Definitely. That's the best. Um, and then also last week after one of our workouts at the gym, John and I went over to the little coffee shop close by and we brought back a coffee for our fabulous coaches. And that was kind of fun and um, I think unexpected to them. So a little shout out to Sam and Charles. Thank you for doing what you do. And uh, I also got you a gift. Say what? You know about this. I got you a gift. (laughs) I'm so happy. That's so nice that I was one of your gifties. Yeah, Um, that's right. So is it okay if I say what it was? Of course, if you want to. Okay. So Peg, very, very sweetly um, left a special little package on my doorknob. And it was a bag. And inside was a huge jar of homemade pickles and a jar of canned tomatoes as well. Um, that she had done herself. And this was so lovely. I do really like pickles and (laughs) they look amazing. Um, And it was so sweet because Peg knows me. Not only do I like those two things, but Peg, you get me, you get that I, for me, it's, it's also a service. It's the fact that you did those things with your own hands Um, and it's a consumable gift. It's not a thing that I'll be left with. And I can even return the jar to you so you can use it to make more things. Um, and so that was so lovely because not only is it an awesome thing, like who doesn't love a jar of pickles and some tomatoes they can use, but it was, you, you see me, you know, that I'm not into a lot of stuff. So that was really cool. It was like, Two levels, but that's what you're talking about. Like a really good gift is when you know that the person sees you and they get you. So that was very cool. So thank you for that nice surprise. Well, you are welcome. And that was a lovely way that you described it too, which also gives me the feels. So see, now we're just like, it's going back and forth. It's lovely. Right in the feels. (laughs) You got it. This week's challenge is quality time. In the book, Gary Chapman describes this love language as follows. In the vernacular of quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down and all chores and tasks on standby. It makes your significant other feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed dates or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Quality time also means sharing quality conversation and quality activities. So this week's challenge is centered around the love language of quality time. So every day for the next seven days, carve out some meaningful time to spend with those you care about. Now it's time for a segment that we call Who Are You Anyway? 
where we encourage you to reflect on a question or a concept to know yourself a bit better, which will hopefully be a good aid as you take on new habits. So we will ask a specific question to know yourself a bit better. And this week's question relates to this week's challenge about spending quality time. So our who are you anyway question is, what is your favorite way to spend quality time with loved ones? And for me, Peg, I would say that this changes from time to time. And I don't know if this will be the same for you, but right now, um, this time of year and right now with our family, quality time looks like playing board games in the evenings. Um, We've been doing this a lot since the weather has turned cold and it's really forced us all to be present and pay attention to what we're doing. Otherwise, people can cheat and get you. Um, So it's a nice, cozy thing to do as the weather gets colder and it gets dark so early. Um, So that's been that's been really nice. We've been playing a lot of Uno, a lot of Trouble. Uh, We've really had to limit our monopoly after um, after it's become fairly clear that Jeff uh, has questionable ethics. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Monopoly (laughs) Monopoly can bring out the worst in people, I've discovered. And um, for the good of our family, we've chosen to not have that uh, be our game night choice. Uh, I don't think you're the first family that's made that choice around Monopoly. Monopoly has been destroying families for <laughs> tens of years, however old that game is. And you know, the other thing I really like to do for quality time is dining out. Uh, Jeff, Ethan, and I all love going out to eat. Um, and whether it's, you know, just somewhere quick or out for like to a restaurant, restaurant, um, we love it. And we, um, a couple nights ago, we went out for Mexican food and it was so nice to kind of get the last little bit of that weekend and hold on to it and have that time together at that table to chat, try new foods. It's just nice. There's less distractions when we're out. You know, we're not thinking about things we need to do around the house. It's great. We can just really be there and enjoy each other's company. So that's what we do. How about you? Awesome. Um, well, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but John and I like to sit in the hot tub almost every night before bed. And this is our great catch up on the day connect time. So there's no electronics and no distractions. And we like to use that time to plan for the week or talk about books or podcasts that we've been listening to or discuss our big dreams for the future. So um, that's probably the big one. And then I could also say it's nice to sit and watch a movie and be close, which it is. But I really do like quality time that involves something that's active. So um, this is something where sometimes I lose John, but as I've discussed on the podcast in the past, I've kind of dragged him with me. And he originally came with a little bit of hesitancy, but has caught on to gymnastics every Tuesday night and going to the gym together. So I consider that quality time too. So we're, we're doing good. And you guys are crushing it at gymnastics. Oh, it's so fun. I love it. I am just amazed with what you two can do. And I am so wanting to try it. All right, come and join old lady gymnastics with me, girl. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And now it's time for some listener feedback. So this is a segment we haven't really done before, but we, uh, every week, we ask you to play along with us when we do these new challenges. And we are so excited that some of you are doing it. And we are extra excited that some of you are telling us about it. So in episode 17, which was called Getting, Get Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable, 
During our month where we focused on food habits, we were discussing situations where you would normally go straight for your comfort food or drink. So like maybe a social situation where you were feeling a bit awkward and you'd get a glass of liquid courage to help you feel a little bit better or perhaps having your hands filled with food that would calm you down. So we challenged ourselves and you instead to sit in the discomfort of those types of situations and get curious about why you wanted that food or drink and what it actually feels like to just try the situation out without your usual self-medications. So our listener Krista sent me a message after hearing this episode. She says, I am currently sitting in my car in the driveway as both boys fell asleep on our drive home, soaking up another one of your podcasts. Loving it. I was out with some lady friends last night and wanted to both drive home afterward and not have today be a waste of tiredness. So I decided to reside in the discomfort and actually loved the outcome of my night of no drinking. Oh, how great is that? Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much for letting us know that, Krista. And I totally identify with that feeling. Um, And it can be anything. It can be, you know, when everybody's having a piece of cake at the office and you don't do it. And, you know, 20 minutes later when you're thinking about it and you think, you know, not having it and not feeling that after kind of crash, um, how much better it feels to just go through that moment of discomfort and being uncomfortable, being the person not having any to have like the more long term comfort that comes from that. So very cool. Well done, Krista. That's definitely not easy to do. Um, this month after we introduced the challenges around the five love languages, listener Catherine reached out to let us know the following. My husband and I were required to read this book before we were married as per our pastor. We went through an entire course to find out our love languages. It was a good exercise. And now that we've been married almost 10 years, perhaps we need to revisit this book. Maybe our love languages have changed. I'm very interested in this month's podcast. Keep up the good work. So Catherine is a friend of both of ours. Um, She's one of our like, uh, what are those charts called? Venn diagrams. Yeah, she's like in the middle of our Venn diagram. (laughs) That's right. Um, And I actually remember Catherine and her husband um, reading this book when they were getting married. And it was funny because when this book came up, I like I always associate this book with them because that's how I found out about it. Um, so that's kind of funny. That's nice that she wrote that in. And I'd be really interested to hear if they redid that quiz uh, to see if it had changed. That's very, very cool. Yeah. Well, especially um, because um, as our listeners may or may not know, when I took the quiz, uh, I had taken it once seven or eight years ago and my primary love language is different when I took it this time. So there's something that can evolve and change. So you're, you're right. It would be definitely interesting to hear what Catherine has to say about that. Mm-hmm. I would have to say that for me, I'm certain my new primary love language is pickles. Oh, well, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> um, another awesome shout out that we got was on Twitter. And that was from a colleague of mine, uh, Erica. She reached out to share her progress on drinking water. And she mentioned that she was listening to the podcast while cleaning her laundry room, which is such a great pairing to do something you kind of like to do, like listening to the podcast and something you you know, that will be a a good long-term thing, like cleaning your laundry room. And uh, the mom of one of my son's friends, um, they're listening to the podcast, her and her uh, partner as well. So that's great. Uh, After her and I were having a discussion about her getting back into running and we started talking about habits and then the podcast came up and now they're listening. So that's great too. 
Awesome. We, as we said, we love hearing these stories from you. So if you've been feeling a little bit shy to send us an email or a message on the socials, or especially maybe even if you're not shy, but you haven't done this, please reach out. We love it. We want to hear your comments, your questions, your suggestions, and how things are going for you as you build new habits into your routine. So send us an email at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com or come say hi on the socials. I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone and Jenny is on Twitter at jcouse. We definitely want to hear from you, Lindsay and Wade. Now it is time for what are you digging lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we have found. And we feel like you might find it fun too. Peg, I also meant to say, did I tell you that I have been thinking about the name of this segment lately? Oh yeah. And I was thinking about changing it to Ooh, Me Likey. Ooh, Me Likey. <laughs> I, even the name of the title, Me Likey. I think, that, I, think I, may, I could be into that. So what you likey? <laughs> well, let me tell you what I'm into, what I'm liking. I don't know if I can do it. That, that might I be, don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to practice it. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the thing that I'm into this week is um, our online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin. She has a podcast that she does with her sister, Elizabeth, and it's called Happier. And um, this particular episode I was listening to is episode 175. So I've been catching up on this podcast and I happened to listen to this episode, which was from June of this year. And it lined up really nicely this week with our discussion about gift giving. So one of the subjects that Gretchen and her sister Elizabeth discuss in this episode is planning a nice little surprise, which, as we've discussed, is sort of a mixture of the love languages of gift giving as well as acts of service. So there's a couple of things I took out of this episode, and I will include it in the show notes if you're interested in listening to it. So the show notes, as always, are at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. Um, What Gretchen says in this episode is, Research suggests that we act more strongly to an unexpected pleasure than to an expected pleasure. So the brain gets a little thrill when there's some little treat that comes to us unexpectedly. And there's a special quality to the way that people will react to a fun little surprise or an unexpected little gift. So I thought that was pretty cool. And that goes along with doing something sort of spur of the moment versus that expected gift at birthdays or Christmas. And I think this is part of the reason why I really like it. Yes. Uh, She also says in this episode that there's a strong psychological phenomenon where actions inspire feelings. So we think that we act because of the way that we feel, but to a large degree, we feel because of the way we act. Mm -hmm. So this is relevant in all areas of life, habit building and self-improvement. So an example of this would be, I don't feel motivated to work out, but the cool part about this is if you actually start moving and taking the action, then you start to feel more motivated to work out. Mm -hmm. So Gretchen says that we should act the way that we wish that we felt. So if you want to work out, start moving, and then the feeling of wanting to do it will show up. So when it comes to gift giving, and so when we bring it back to the five love languages and gift giving, and probably any of those five love languages, if you act in a thoughtful, loving way, you boost your own feelings of connection and warmth toward your family, friends, and coworkers. So by acting in that way, you are changing your own emotional state. So the cool part of practicing these languages, as we have been over these past few weeks, and I've certainly experienced this for sure, and I think you too have, Jenny, is that it really makes you feel good when you make other people feel good. So that's cool. And I just want to um, sort of talk about one more example of a gift I gave this week, and it was to a total stranger. So I was getting coffee at the drive-thru, and when I went to pay, I just sort of had this moment where I was like, okay, I'm doing this, and I told the cashier that I'd like to pay for the car behind me too. So, and I said to her, 
just let him or her know that I said to have a nice day. And then I've done this before and it always gives me a little thrill, but I haven't done it lately. And, um, and this is sort of like that unexpected doing something nice for people, even a total stranger. So the cool thing about this time was that after I did this, he honked and he was like waving out of his window. And then, That's we, awesome. then we both pulled out into the street and he pulled up next to me and it just so happened that we were at the red light together and he rolled down his window and he was doing like that motion for me to roll down my window. And I did. And he's like, oh my goodness, thanks so much for the coffee. And I just was like, oh, you're welcome. Have a great day. And it just like, like boosted me for the rest of the day. There's something awesome about it. So I recommend it. That's so cool. And I think this is an aside, but um, are you familiar with the loving kindness meditation? The meta one? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you so mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah. The whole idea of like, um, you know, you sit and you focus on wishing others well. Sure. But then it has that impact on you oh, as well. Right. Like yeah. It comes back to you. That's what it kind of it makes me think of like, and how you can, you know, like they say, you literally like can change the alchemy of your brain by that practice. Wishing other people well. Yeah. On my calm app, it's called loving kindness. It's a good one. It's a gooder, as you'd say. Nice. Um, (laughs) uh, What are you liking this week? Well, I am, I've been uh, really, really enjoying a YouTube channel. Um, which is rare because usually it would be just, you know, one video or one thing, but it's a a channel and it is the channel of Matt Diavella and I'll send you the link so that you can use it. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Thank you. Cause it's so good. Um, Matt is a filmmaker and he has a documentary on Netflix, which is called minimalism, which we probably talked about. We've talked about the minimalist, but he has a documentary that he made with them called minimalism. And he has this incredible YouTube channel that I didn't know about. And it's like uncovering something. It's like opening, you know, finding a door in your house and there's a whole room you didn't know about. It's so cool. <laughs> um, he talks about a range of topics, of course, including minimalism, but he has such a humorous slant on it. And he's so down to earth and so practical about it and really gets to the heart of it. And he also has some travel videos and just very cool conversations. He has a podcast as well. And he posts those on his YouTube channel, the video from them, which is kind of neat too. Um, and I just like, I love the, I love the feeling of his videos, like the, um, the way he shoots, like the lighting and the kind of background music and the sound. It's just, they're very nicely made. I mean, obviously he's a filmmaker, so that helps. Um, but I'm really getting a tremendous amount of value out of watching these. And it's really been helping me with my new treadmill habit of doing that 20 minutes a day. I don't let myself watch them unless I'm on the treadmill. So that's You're a great pairing a habit. I'm pairing a habit. And he actually has, um, as it turns out, the last time I was on the treadmill, I'm just looking for it right now because he, it, you know how it's just like auto plays the next one. Sure. It was one about habits. And he's a habits nerd too. Nice. Oh. And we had talked about James Clear. Yep. James Clear was on his podcast. Oh, it just all fits together like a nice little it's puzzle. all coming together. So yeah, really, really recommend checking that out. All right. I mean, so I'll put links to both his channel as well as the one about habits and also the podcast where he interviews James Clear. I listened to that one as well, which is good on your recommendation. Yeah. I'm just looking for the habits one right now because... It's good. And it's like a a little shorty. It's a good one. Perfect. Okay. 
All right. I like it. And now it's time for You Win or You Learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. It'd be really cool if we had a sound effect that was like, <laughs> like a truck going up the road. So these can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So how about you? Uh, well, I'm up for the win this week. And if you've been listening over the past few weeks, you'll have heard me mention over and over and over again about the six-week challenge that John and I have been doing, uh, where we exercised uh, three times a week and followed a meal plan. And we completed it last Friday. So yay for us. And um, we are both feeling stronger and we are both down a few pounds. And those things are great. But the big win, the big win that I'm taking out of it um, is that in these six weeks of practicing this habit of meal prep consistently and six weeks of practicing the habit of going to the gym consistently, we have sort of shifted our identities and have embodied a new identity, which is... We are now people that meal plan consistently and go to the gym consistently. So it's bringing around that James Clear situation of your behavior changes as you embody a new identity. So um, it's cool. And I'm really excited about the fact that we're going to keep going to the gym. We're going to keep building or keep these habits in our world. And uh, it's awesome. I'm really proud of John for sticking it out for six weeks because he was a bit hesitant to begin with, but he's done great. And he has even said to his brother, and I wasn't there, that he's feeling really good. And he his back hasn't been bothering him, and he's doing awesome. So yay awesome. for him. That's so great. And I, I think I said this to you recently about just the treadmill habit, about how good I've been feeling and like mood-wise and everything. And I'm like, there might be something to this whole exercise thing. Like, this exercise thing, it's got, yeah. yeah, it's got something to it. I have to discover these things for myself. Like, you, like people can tell me, but until you see it for yourself, and maybe that's what it is for John too. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I had to learn, and I, I will say, I've been doing great, keeping up on my goals, keeping up at work on things, but I have not been as great at having a social life. Um, the early dark nights and the cold weather have made me a bit of a homebody and I haven't been getting out with friends as much as I would like to. Last week I saw, um, maybe it was the week before it all blends into one, um, which is an issue as well. Last (laughs) week I saw my book club and we hadn't seen each other as a group for almost a year, which is just bananas. Sorry to anybody whose feelings are hurt about me using bananas as a, as a bad thing. Um, (laughs) Sorry to the bananas out there who are listening. Um, (laughs) You're good enough. Uh, I don't know. Um, But it felt so good to see them. And it made me realize that I need to get really intentional about seeing people and getting out a bit now that the weather has turned cold. Because seeing people and being around friends is what really charges me up. So that's something I need to get after. And this this whole quality time thing is really well time for me because I think that that speaks to that. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's why I learned. So let's talk about next week. We will be checking in on how our relationships challenge is going. When we say relationship, it can mean with your significant other spouse or your children, but it can also be your relationship with friends, your parents or other extended family and even coworkers. Peggy and I will be focusing on the love language of physical touch and we hope that you'll tune in and play along with us. And I feel like just saying that about coworkers and then me saying physical touch, any of my colleagues that are listening to this podcast are probably just about jumping out of their skin. I mean, like, 
You'll not be touching me, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) We will always do it in an appropriate way with full consent. All right. (laughs) All right. We're looking forward to that. That's it for this episode of the Improvement Project. Remember to let us know if you gave some gifts to anyone special in your life this past week and what was the outcome. Also, let us know what is your favorite way to spend quality time with your loved ones. Email us or send us a voice memo at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. Also, Jenny and I would love it if you would give us a little gift, please. If you could go and give us a rating and review on iTunes and then subscribe if you haven't already, it will not only make us feel fantastic that you took the time to do it, but it really helps other people to find the podcast so that we can help as many people as possible to create new habits. I think it would really make people feel good to do that. (laughs) I think think you're right. It's a gift to yourself, so please do it. (laughs) We would love to connect on the socials. I'm on Twitter at Jake House, and Peggy is on Instagram at Dr. Peggy Malone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. You know that's one of my main paranoias. Is that you're being filmed all the time? Yeah, that everybody's watching my life and laughing about it. Did your mind get blown by seeing that movie? The Truman Show? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it was blown. I thought it was neat in terms of a perspective. Oh, what's it like to not be a paranoid human? Uh, <laughs> just because you're not paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. <laughs> Love it. But I waste less time worrying about people watching me on a regular basis because my life's not that exciting. Like I do a lot of sitting still and looking at a screen or a book. Like, I don't think people want to watch that. Like, they might want to watch it Tuesday night from 7.30 till 8.30 because that's when the excitement happens at gymnastics. That's when I always tune in. (laughs) Oh, great news.